Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we're talking about episodes of exclusive shows on Disney Plus. Right now, we are going through the Book of Boa Fett. We're taking a look at episode, sorry, chapter to the tribes of Tatooine. I'm one of your hosts, as always, joined by the wonderful, the amazing, talented Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? Can we full spoilers right away? Can we be full, full spoilers, spoilers right, away? right away? Full spoilers okay. right away. For those who don't know, we get into these things right away. Full spoilers because we want to talk about all the goodness in these shows. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back. They did it, Griffin. They did it. There's a new Wookiee in town, and he's a badass. Uh, there's no new Wookiee. Let's make this really clear. Black Kersantan, who I will only be referring to as BK or Black K, because that's what I know him by from Dr. Afra. Um has been around. It is a good time to be a comic book fan, Mitch. Oh my god, it's I love I love Dave Filoni and I love John Favreau because they're taking these things that people were, you know, only ho- only held out the slimmest of hopes for, and now they are fueling so much so much Dude, this speculation as to what might be coming in Mando season three or the rest of Book of Boba Fett or any of the other like 19 Star Wars properties that got announced and then the three or so that got subsequently canceled. There's so much they can do here. <laughs> There's so much they can pull from. And I'm so excited to see more of these wonderful characters we've gotten in books, in comics, in extended universe stuff and bring them all into the full baby. Dude, on like an offhanded comment on one of the other Star Wars episodes, I think it was Visions that we've done on this show. I mean, offhanded comment about Dr. Afra. And this gave me so much hope that we might see some more of those characters. Like, BK is one hell of a Wookiee. This guy's story is amazing. And, like, what's even cooler to me is, of course Boba Fett knows this guy. Like, of course he knows who this person is. Not to mention the twins in this episode. The twins? Oh my god, like, the the power struggle here, the the back and forth of who's actually trying to kill Boba Fett, and there's just, there's there's so much intrigue, there's so much back and forth, and not knowing what's happening. I was curious that they ended the episode with, like, 15 minutes worth of flashback, yeah. but it was a great flashback, so I don't really mind it, but it's just, I'm still having a difficult time really getting a sense of the direction of this series two episodes in and knowing we only have six is kind of feels like it's hard not to compare to what we just watched, but watching Hawkeye after the first couple of episodes, you realize, okay, yeah, they got to just like, they got to wrap it up. They got to wrap up the whole Ronin thing and make it so no one else gets killed for being associated with the Ronin. Whereas here, the only thing I can get is Boba Fett wants power. Yeah, it feels like it's a little more than that now, though, thanks to that flashback. And I think, like, that's what I think that's the coolest thing to me is seeing this. Like, in every single movie, really, it's just the first six because they're not in the pre in the sequels. The Tuscan Raiders were just savages. Like, they just existed as savages within the Star Wars lore, and that's just what everyone knew them as. And they are not. 
they are one of the most interesting parts of the series, like just watching their culture. I mean, I speculated last week that there might be more to the Tuscan Raiders than we initially suspect. And I still think that theory could hold true that there it, it's there's more to them than just what like, they can't continue to have Boba Fett exist in these flashbacks and just have it be him acting against, um, you know, the Tuscan Raiders, you know, very rudimentary sign language. Although I think that would be great just from a a perspective of doing something that we don't really see often enough in media, but there's gotta be more to this tribe than just their Raiders. And we're getting yeah. a l- glimpses of that in this episode and the next few, I, I ultimately, I feel like the flashback is really just leading up to where he met Mando, but to what end, like what is the end goal of showing us all of this? That's yeah. what I want to know is where those two paths cross and what that means for the character. There's a general rule in film and television where if you're showing a flashback, it's going to relate to something that's happening in the present day. Just look at the however many seasons of Arrow there were. Like The flashback always relates back to the main plot, what's happening. It's going to come together. I do firmly believe it's going to come together, and I gut instinct tells me that the Tusken Raiders are a large part of the reason that Boba Fett came back to Tatooine and wanted to become the Daimyo. The well, I, mean, he, I have a feeling he never left, honestly. Well, he left for the Mando stuff. Like No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he rescued Fennec on Tatooine and then they left. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just, they go, they help with the Mando stuff and then they come back to Tatooine. And they come back. Yeah. I'm going to say something bold here. I have to, actually, I have two things. One's a little less bold. First off, this has made Tatooine far more interesting than any other piece of Star Wars content ever to me. Um, I have not Being cared about pod Tatooine. racing though. Even more than pod racing. Boo. Pod racing is cool. Pod racing, I love it, but it doesn't make Tatooine interesting. Did you notice the pod racing mo- uh, nod here? Uh, I did not. What was it? So the the train that we see that is um, transporting spice, which another great throwback to or a great reference to uh brief re- uh, references to kessel in a new hope or the uh the spice running and and talks of kessel that we got very much flushed out in solo um do you happen to notice what the engine on the top of that train looks like oh was that a pod racing engine it looked like a pod racing engine to me it was a big one but it definitely looked pod racing esque, and I'm going to stick to the fact in my head canon that was a pod racing engine. Um, my other major take for this: this is shaping up to be one of the most interesting stories in all of Star Wars, to me. And note my note my word choice. I'm saying interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure this is going to be the best or the worst or whatever. But goddamn, if I don't want to know what happens next. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting story elements to this. I think I was I was this close at watching this episode to 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 taking back my comment from last week about the action sequences because like those first few like when the bar scene when he's just oh yeah Boba's in there just wrecking shop taking one shot and leaving I'm just like that's the man and then they did the train thing the train and scene I was like got oh good. that's the old man. Them so. hit Boba in all of the raiders on the uh, speeder bikes. That looked cool. 
them on the cool. actual train. <laughs> him, tra him teaching them to use the, the bikes and stuff and the jumping and the, the training montage. I thought that was all hilarious. I it was, was dying. Like, it was so much funnier. More, more like It felt more like Star Wars because there was a levity to it. And then mm -hmm. they got to the train and just like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's old. Um, the Duke, the one caveat I want to put out there is there is that moment where you, there's the one Tuscan Raider that goes inside and it just pans along the train while he's beating everybody up. That was that dope. part was cool. The rest of it, though, was rough. The, yeah. the droid, especially on that look, did not look good to me. Like the droid scenes with like the droid at the front and then he yeah. gets thrown out. It's like, he just uh, like crabs himself away across the sand. Mm -hmm. That. Oh. wasn't my favorite also why was there a lizard that caused lsd like hallucinations to find boba fett a stick except that it wasn't a hallucination and it was i don't know what was happening there, there was man. because there were flashbacks to like when he was a kid on camino and but also it wasn't because he ended up with the stick ended at the up end with the stick at the end but when he broke the stick i, I turned to my wife i'm like did he just come finding a stick because that's what it seemed like. There was, like, the stick broke, and then there was just this ocean. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I really hope that gets explained. I it really won't. hope that they aren't like, hey, here's this weird vision quest that Boba Fett got sent on. We're not going to explain why they did this. I hope they don't. Like, unless there is a character. Um, like, what I thought it was initially is, like, oh, this is going to allow him to communicate with the meta or something. See, that's what I thought, too. And then he goes on an LSD-fueled vision quest to find a stick. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, it was going to be that, or at the very least, like, that was going to be a reason for the ratings to come back in the present day. But, like, no, it was just a stick. I still it, think they will. Stick, I still, I, I honestly think this is going to, this will culminate with him going. There's going to be, so, I think there's going to be some fallout between him and the leader of the Raiders over something. And I really hope that character is, is maybe a more human character that we can get real like emotion from and, and like, just take the damn mask off. I think there will be some falling out that by the end of this series, they've kind of um, settled their differences and the, the Raiders come and help Boba with taking control of, Moss Espa. That's mm -hmm. what I'm speculating at this point, but really, I don't know what to expect. I think that's part of the fun. But then we get LSD lizards and like <laughs> a, a kumbaya campfire chant dance thing. Which I and thought just, was really cool. I really it liked it. It was, that. but it was also I loved the not necessary. Mm -hmm. I do want to give a shout out, though, to like just how they're portraying the Raiders in like the actual performances from these actors because like they don't have a lot to go off of like there's no, no actual dialogue there's no facial expression because it's all covered and yet you still feel like the wonder of this kid like the pride that that te his teacher has when boba gets it also yeah. oh my god thank god they got boba out of that stupid outfit yeah I it was it's interesting to me too to see the the tropes of Western cinema really really leaned into in this episode because you've got the traditional trope of the the tribe that is not like less mechanical in nature they have they, like they're rougher less technology and they take in the heroic outsider who teaches them his ways and then they go on this uh, essentially train heist on their horseback which are these 
speeders. It's oh, it's yeah. so Western that it's like it's just John Favreau sitting there like you like Western movies as he slaps you upside the face. Yeah, they really took Filoni's hat to uh to heart. I mean, that's the that, I mean, that is the origin of Star Wars, right? Is, yeah, it's Western. is George Lucas wanted to make a space Western and this very much pays homage to that original vision, especially using characters that were almost like just filler in a new hope of yeah they just needed something for luke to encounter in the desert and it was this bizarre space goggle pokey stick guy i mean and now they're adding so much characterization to that which is something that a lot of these shows whether it be clone wars rebels this mando have done such a good job of adding context to characters or races or planets that we hadn't seen before in star Wars, or we had mentions of but hadn't seen fully visualized in the Star Wars mythos. And that's something I really enjoy about this property. I think the thing that I really, I really need to give Star Wars more credit for, especially um, Mand- the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, of the oh shit moments don't take away from it. Like, we talk a lot about Marvel on this show. And almost always we, we talk about the oh shit moment. At the end, or this big cameo appearance from XYZ, like, and that's what that's wonderful about Marvel, but those really become the focal points of that. In this episode, like, yeah, we started talking about BK, but BK is there, and like, he's going to have a purpose later on. God damn it, he is going to fight Fennec. Mark my words. Um, I hope not. Or him and Boba Fett. I want to see them fight. Yeah, I, I, um, I think we'll get the bow. I, I don't know what we're going to get, but it's going to be great. I hope. Maybe. We'll see. But it, it doesn't take away from the overall story here. They do it in such a good way of weaving things together. Yeah, I, I, I still can't. Like, I have my theories on how they'll piece together the, um, the flashbacks and present day. And ultimately, my assumption here was that the book of Boba Fett was going to be a single book. And that this will end with the end of this character. But I am still very interested to see this come to fruition week after week. And ultimately, by what, the middle of February, about another month, we'll have all the answers we need and probably at least two to three dozen questions that we'll never get to ask Favreau or Filoni. They will just deliver them to us on a silver platter. Do you think we're going to see any more of the syndicates in this? Like, I could see I, us seeing the Crimson Dawn. That would be neat. Um, but I think we're probably... Like, I, I could see the, the... Like, I could see either the assassins or the syndicate from this episode coming back in some fashion, either as an antagonist or as someone that Boba has paid for or convinced to be on his side. Which, honestly, I think if the price were right, you could honestly get BK flip over to Boba's side and that would be something cool of he ends up on their side just because they are going to take control and he realizes this and just goes where the power is good. Mm-hmm. That's and, like, that uh, is what he does. Exactly. He, I could see him flip flop on the huts. No problem. And that would be cool to see, mm-hmm. but we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. I think that's like, as far as what's next within the show, I think that's what I'm most interested in of, getting this crime syndicate underbelly story that we were hoping for except it's just 
way cooler than I expected. That moment when he's in Sanctuary, which, oh my god, Sanctuary is a, a consistent pop-up in the show, thank god. More Max Rebo, let's go. Um, but when he pops up there, and she's like, dude, this is not a good deal. Like, this is this is worrisome for us. And that standoff in the streets, like... It's stuff like that where I expect it, you expect it to go into action and then it doesn't. Yeah. Where it's like they're they're playing with it in a way that is really interesting for an episode two. Yeah, and I mean to me the most interesting parts of this have been the the mystery or the intrigue of this conflict and what it's actually gonna be of the Oh, and also the fake out of the Rancor. How how good oh, that was, so was good. that? And Dude, I was... immediately just folds like a paper towel i was so confused on that i was like because like it's like isn't the rancor dead like there shouldn't be I, anything in there my thing was like oh god they got another rancor oh it's a mouse that was the mouse coming out was the i mean we can't we said it already but the comedy was so good in this episode yeah surprisingly so after the how kind of gritty the the premiere was i'm still just in, intrigued by all of that the the like the conflict and stuff the action for me has not been up to what i feel it like is the standard for star wars and i hope that the rest of the show does redeem it i think ming na wen given more of a spotlight will absolutely drive that as the series progresses but we shall see griffin we shall see yeah it feels more like a drama than most star wars content does and i, I got, i'm kind of here for it yep but i i don't think action is a thing i'm gonna really judge it on until the end until the end because for me the the best fight scenes in these things like we've seen it with mando doesn't come from the beginning no. like generally it's at the end or that crazy cameo episode where yeah but Ahsoka even even there up. like each episode having its little bit of action everything fell right in that whereas here the action at least for me i don't know if i haven't read anything like this on the internet so like i don't know if i'm the only one feeling this but like the actions just felt kind of off for me from what i expect from star wars yeah i would definitely agree with you there i'm i don't know have you seen much about this on the internet because i really am not seeing that many reactions that's the other thing is people aren't talking about this the way they talked about mando or the way they talked about all the marvel properties like, I, I feel like I saw more about Hawkeye than I did about Boba Fett, but I also feel like there was more of a hook there. Like, each episode ended on you really wanting more, whereas each of these episodes ends, I'm like, yeah, that was fun. That was that was interesting. But there's yeah, nothing driving me to need to know what happens next. I'm curious, but it's not, you know, ending on the cliffhanger of Jack holding a knife to Clint's neck or a sword to Clint's neck or any of these other reveals we've had, like Marvel has such a different formula for the way that they do this kind of stuff. Whereas star Wars, I think Mando even did a better job of that, of setting or eh. Mando episodes were pretty self-contained in that they didn't, there was typically a beginning, middle end and like star Wars has typically followed that formula. They're not about the cliffhangers. So I do understand it, but at the same time, there's, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like know. there was always a buzz about Mandalorian when it came out both seasons. Yeah. Of like there was a lot more theorizing with that show and it makes a lot more sense for that show if I'm being honest. But like I've Especially only with seen some like of the reveals. 
I mean, with the reveals we got in that show, both in season one and season two of of Grogu and of uh, like, I don't want to get too spoilery on it, but I mean, you're yeah. here, you're watching this, you've seen Mando. So like the reveals of, of the reveal at the other, very end of that series or even the reveal like halfway through of a returning character that people got super hype about. Oh, I already they, said Ahsoka's name in this episode. Oh, OK, I, I don't remember you saying it, so I was kind of skirting around that. But there just there hasn't been that for this yet and i'm really hoping that next week we get some we get like you said you've had these oh shit moments but for me like i did i'm like oh shit it's a new wookie because i'm not a That's... i'm not versed in the comics and stuff so for me it was going back after the fact and figuring oh okay this character has some background and i feel like that's like not even that much of an oh shit moment that's me being a nerd like yeah. that isn't like a moment that everyone's gonna love and i kind of I really dig that actually for the show of it's being like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to give you characters that are lesser. I'll be the first to admit BK, not the most popular Wookiee in star Wars. Go figure. No fucking Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. And it's that, that's the word I keep coming back to. It's like, it's interesting and it's confusing and weird. And I love that. I, I love weird Star Wars. Yeah, I just need more. I need I need something to click for me. And like this has been good so far. I've been interested so far, but nothing has clicked for me with this series. I feel like the sense. next episode is what's going to do it. I hope so. I really do. That's we're kind of like we're nearing slasher at the end of act 1 of this show. Yeah. And I really think that this next one's going to be like, oh, you never saw this coming. I hope so. That's all I can hope. And I hope that that gets the internet on board and everyone flips out. And I hope to God, because uh, as of next week, my wife starts a new job and will not be working from home. So I really hope I can stay off Twitter until we can watch the episode together or she'll understand me having to watch it twice. Because if that moment does come and I get spoiled for it on Twitter, Griffin, you know, if that happens, that that episode of this show uh, is going to be nightmare fuel. It's just going to be salt. That's all that episode is going to be. It's just you angry. Pretty much. You know, the, the like think salt levels in the Dead Sea and then just multiply that by about a thousand. Or just go back and watch the Into the Woods episode of this podcast. <laughs> You have to bring it up again. <laughs> you are going to have to watch something terrible that I love, okay? It's going to happen, and it'll probably be the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie because that's on Star. You realize I love that movie, right? Yeah. Can we just do that anyway? I mean, yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. That is this week's episode of Disney Plus Us. What did you think of episode two of Boba Fett? Let us know on Twitter. Mitch, where can people find us? On the Twitterverse, you can find this show at D plus us. You find Griffin over at Griffy D-Pad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. And I am all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George. That is M-R Mitch George. And at MitchGeorge.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, please share us with your friends. Podcasts live and die by word of mouth and getting us out to more people means more fun people to hang out with us a slightly bigger community more positivity awesomeness and just having a good time like that's why we do this show we hope you've had that good time like it's it's the entire reason this show exists we'll be back next week with 
another episode taking another look at the next episode of Boba Fett. But until then, bright suns and have a magical day.